Dave Burkett here along with Carlos Menares. And Carlos, the 2021 league year is here. Free agency open 4 p.m. today. And uh, before free agency open, the Lions made a couple moves. A trade for Michael Brocker is not yet official, but it will be uh, probably late Thursday when he comes to town to sign his new contract. And they added Jamal Williams running back from the Green Bay Packers, another move that's not official, but it is done. And uh, yeah, let's let's start there. Um, Lions have been pretty quiet so far in free agency. Not a lot of money to spend, but you know, I, I think they're two solid additions. They, they make the team better. Don't make them championship contenders, but I, I do think they make them better. Yeah, I think John Johnson's going to be the guy that really I'm looking forward to seeing him on the field, Dave. You promised everybody he'd be a lion this year. No promises. No promises uh, made. Let's go back. I'm going to go back to your Twitter feed and make sure that's, that's <laughs> it. Um, you know, I, you know, none other. Dave Briquette always has an escape hatch everywhere. There's you, you can never pin him down on anything. True. Genius of Dave. Um, yeah, absolutely. These guys are pieces, you know, um, good players still. Uh, Jamal Williams is a little younger. Uh, what is he, 25, 26? He's pretty young still. Um, uh, Brocker's a little bit older, but you got to start with somewhere. They made some cuts, obviously, guys like Nick Williams. Um, John Penasini is obviously still young, so you still need you need a veteran presence on that defensive line. Um, you know, and I think it's a, I think they're solid moves, solid signings, and you can't discount Romeo Quara keeping your own guy. I mean, that, that was, yeah. we talked about that last week with Kenny Galladay and I was shocked that they didn't franchise him. And I was even more shocked that they signed a Quara. Um, and he talked about that today, but what, what were you, are you, were you surprised by the Quara signing? Yeah. First, just one slip of the tongue that you had there. It was Danny Sheldon, not Nick Williams that they cut. So Nick's still around for now, but I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry. No, you're right, though. I mean, Aquara, Trey Flowers, Michael Brockers, you know, Penasini's a good nose. He's not going to play, obviously, in, in pass rush situations. But, um, you know, look, I, they at least have the makings of a solid defensive line. Uh, and that's something that you need in today's NFL. And, and because they're going to have a young secondary, it's going to be even more important to get that, that pass rush gassed up. So I think you're right. I mean, you know, listening to Romeo talk today, it, it seemed like that thing was – you know, he wanted that to happen. He was never going to take it to the open market because he wanted to play with his brother. And so, you know, maybe maybe he did give the Lions a little bit of a discount there. Um, but solid player. He's another ascending player, 26 years old, or will be this fall. And, and so it was good that they were able to keep him under contract. Carlos, I thought, you know, as I've written that and said before, that the Lions should have franchised Kenny Galladay. But look, the market has been so slow moving at wide receiver you know, maybe we should give Brad Holmes a little bit of credit here and, and maybe he was right to not franchise him. I, I still think, you know, the Lions, they might've been able to get more in a trade for Galladay had they held on to him until October's deadline, you know, than, than they would have with this, this late third round compensatory pick. But there's a lot of risk in doing something like that too. You know, you got to have Galladay stay healthy and play well. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll eat my words on that. I, I as things stand right now, it looks like I was wrong. And, and, and it looks like Brad, you know, played the market. Right. And, you know, I, Hey, we've said this before, Carlos, you know, free agency is fool's gold. And so I, I'm, I've never been big fans of teams that go out and throw money uh, at all their problems, AKA the New England Patriots. Um, and so I, I, I don't, I like what the lions have done in terms of, you know, taking things slow and waiting and they still have more moves to make wide receiver and safety and the slot cornerback, but uh, they should be able to get some of those guys at relatively discounted prices. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think you're right. You know, that they're, they're being careful with their, with their money. They're not, they know they're not a couple of players away here. You know, these guys, 
you know, Brockers and, and uh, maybe not quite as much Jamal Williams, but they're kind of stopgap players. You know, they're, they're, they're pieces that are going to help them build for the future. And that's going to involve the draft and undrafted guys and, you know, working the waiver wires and all that in the next year or two um, to start building that team. Um, you know, but I, I still, you know what, I'm sticking to my guns on Galladay. Um Maybe that's the way the market is right now, but the market's messed up because of COVID and oh, you're right. the reduced cap. And it's going to go up next year, obviously. It will go up next year, you know. So you sign a guy uh, to a longer-term deal. You can you can massage his his contract. You can move money around, bonus, whatever it is. Uh, and we know we know what kind of player Kenny Galladay was. He was a Pro Bowl player, you know. Um, he's going to be a good player, whoever gets him. So I think... And, and that's what we don't know. I think you I think you could hold on to him and he could be a trade chip down the line to get more than the third round pick. I think that shouldn't have been too hard. But maybe this speaks more to Brad Holmes's comfort level with evaluating players he feels he can get to be comparable to Kenny rather than pulling off trades down the road. And like you said, there's a variable of injury, whatever it might be. Um, but I, I still would have rather held on to him, you know, to have that, you know, we've all seen him in Detroit play. He's been a really good player. Um, you know, you're not going to, you don't have anyone right now who's going to fill yeah. that hole. So that's going to be tough, you know, unless, you know, I mean, even, even with TJ Hawkinson, um, that receiver room still needs a lot of help. The pass catchers um, it's, it's hard to see him go without replacing him. And then that may come in a little bit, but you're not going to replace him probably with another uh receiver at his level at his age so uh i would have liked to see him keep kept to have kept galladay yeah i mean you're you're right that they're not going to replace him with a similar caliber player in free agency maybe they do in the draft a young guy and and you know for where this team is at you know that that player could be more valuable to them down the road because i just again i you know we've talked about this before so not to get back into it but never have seen kenny as being a a long-term fit you know, once they decided to move on from Stafford and once this, this new regime was, was sort of in place. But look, right now, Terrell Williams is your number one receiver. You certainly need more help there. Um, you know, right now you don't, you know, Will Harris is one of your, your starting safeties. You, you need more help there. You don't have a slot cornerback. So this Lions roster is still very much a work in progress. And, and you know, as we've said all along, you know, the window for this team to, to win is still, you know, a year or two down the road. So the big thing for, for them is to, you know, continue acquiring draft picks and they haven't done anything to hurt their, their potential, uh, you know, haul of compensatory picks that they're going to get in 2022. And, and I think that'll probably, you know, they'll, they'll probably stay in, in that realm because uh, look, they're going to have two firsts and who knows what you get for Galladay. The report, you know, Wednesday evening was that he was going to visit the giants. That's certainly a, a spot, a landing spot that could happen. And, and, uh, you know, it's going to be for big money. We'll see what the, the money is at the end of the day, if it's 14 million or 16 million or whatever, but it's going to be big money. So it's going to get the lines of third round compensatory pick. And bottom line is, you know, for them to get a, a good evaluation of Jared Goff, if they don't draft the quarterback this year, they're going to have to have some people for Jared Goff to throw to. And right now that's TJ Hawkinson and Terrell Williams and DeAndre Swift. They need somebody else on the outside. I think that player is coming at, at some point relatively soon. I, you know, I think that, my 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 little guess here is I wrote this, wrote about this recently, just how I think Goff is going to be motivated to play well, and I think that you know Brad Holmes is going to know enough about what what Goff needs to play well 
whether it's, you know, going back to the play action that the Rams, you know, used really effectively with him when, when um, Todd Gurley was playing better, um, you know, whatever it is, they, they know what Goff's strengths are. And I, I just worry that it's going to come a time in September, October, whatever, where this team's actually not as bad as we think it's going to be. And we're going to be scratching our heads saying, can you imagine if Kenny Galladay was on this team and he's got, you know, five touchdowns in, in October already with the Giants or whatever, you know, like, man, well, what would they have been if they just held on to him? Um, you know, and, and when he makes everybody happy, you know, if you sign Galladay to a franchise, you know, tag and he's here and maybe you hold on to him, maybe you, you know, I don't know, maybe he gets along better with this regime. Who knows? Um, you, you never know. Winning cures a lot of problems. Um, but I did want to ask you a question. And this is the elephant of the room, Dave, and, and it's a it's a tough one. But Michael Brocker said some stuff about Jared Goff, not specifically Goff, but he praised while praising Matthew Stafford. Right. And said that it's a next level up. You know, it's a step up. Yeah. Stafford over Goff. How do you walk that back now that your teammates with Goff? Well, what, how is that going to play out in locker room? Well, I guess we'll find out Friday when he talks or whenever it is that he talks to us as to what he says about that. I mean, I, you know, I think the answer for him is just to say that, you know, he was caught at wherever he was caught at the airport, right. Or wherever TMZ got him at. And, you know, he was just being complimentary of, of his teammate and he didn't mean it as a slap at golf. And, and he did say some complimentary things about golf a day or two later um, when he was talking with, with good morning football. So, you know, I don't, I mean, Matthew Stafford is a step up from Jared Goff. You know, you're not supposed to say that, I guess, if you're a teammate of Goff, but, you know, but Matthew Stafford is a step up from Jared Goff. And so he was just being honest. And, um, you know, it is something that I think, yeah, you know, you're going to have to address if you're Brockers and if you're Goff, that's just something that, hey, you get there and, and you, you know, you you say, this is what I said. And, and look, you know, I, I was speaking out of turn or whatever it is, you just have to address it. And because you, you look at what happened in LA with, with Goff, um, just in talking to some people around Jared, I, I think that's the big problem that he had with the way things ended there was that there was no communication. You know, it was, it was sort of the thing where, you know, things were going a little bit wrong and, and, you know, they didn't know exactly, or he didn't understand exactly why he fell out of favor there. And next thing he knows he's traded. And, and so it was maybe it's the way that the Rams handled it. I think that left him with this, this bad feeling in their mouth. So communication is key, you know, whoever uh, you were talking about. And in this regard, I think that would just be the thing that as Dan Campbell said, right, you, you sit down, you, you hammer the problem out and then you move on and then your teammates for a year or two or three or whatever, whatever it's going to be for these two. So I don't think it's something they can't get over, but you're absolutely right. It's, it's something that, you know, we'll certainly write about later this week when we talk to, to Brockers and, and maybe even golf, depending on, you know, what questions we're able to get in. And, and uh, you know, I think it's something that Brockers and golf need to say, but Carlos, I want to get back to something that you said before we get going here too, was you said that the lions are going to be a little better than people think next year. And you know what? I maybe agree with you. I mean, you know, cause people are talking about this, they're in a rebuild phase, right? And they're not a playoff caliber team, but people are talking about them like they're going one and 16 next year. And you got a quarterback in golf that, that will keep you, you know, above water. And, and, you know, you got a pretty good offensive line and, and, you know, you got some defensive players up front now. And so I don't think the lions again are a 10 win team, but we're probably talking like a six win team or something like that here. So um, I don't know. It, it's, it's made me sort of think about this rebuild, you know, a couple of ways that, Maybe you do need to get your quarterback this year in case you're not picking top five next year. Uh, 
and and beyond that, like, you know, I mean, it's sort of that you're not rebuilding on the fly because they are tearing this down a little bit, but I think it's important to to get some wins while you're rebuilding to to give some credibility to the coach and the GM and everyone that's there. And so, you know, as I sort of looked ahead and pro- project ahead a, a few months, like, you know, I'm fairly optimistic about, you know, the direction of, of this team, not for making the playoffs in 2021, but for setting the groundwork, laying the groundwork, the foundation of what they're going to be down the road. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it's, um, I, m- when I think that they might be, like you said, a little better than people think, right? People, people are probably assuming three wins or whatever it might be, right? And they might be closer to six or seven. Um, I just, I just haven't. I've watched Goff enough to think that he's got potential in him, and he's got a lot of motivation um, to do well. Um, probably just has to look over to Michael Brockers' locker room and get motivation now. So it's not going to be that hard. But uh, yeah, I mean, the run game is, is hopefully it'll be as good or a little bit better next year. You got TJ Hawkinson, like you said, the O-line, um, the defense is the big question. That's going to be the area where you're going through a massive rebuild and, you know, an Aaron Glenn and a first time coordinator. And, and I'm dubious about everybody. You know, it's like I think people tend to I don't know, I'm, I may be a glass half full kind of guy, but people you? like Believe it or not, Dave, um, once in a while and people like, oh, my God, they're all former players. Every coach is a former player. They understand the NFL, you know, like, uh, you know, that it's a lot different than than having called plays, you know, designed defenses and adjusted. And even guys who've done it before, who've been, you know, long time coaches and first time coordinators, it's, it's not always easy. There's going to be some learning curve there, so I don't know. We, you know, we talked to a quarter today and didn't say much about the defense, just that you know he was looking forward to it, wanted to play anywhere. We don't know what Aaron Glenn's going to do, what, what's going to happen, um, who they're going to get. There's nobody playing nickel, or they need help, you know, on every level. The, the linebackers still are a huge problem, right? So that's a major gaping hole. We don't know. Um, it may have to rely on offense, but that's the thing. That's it's maybe. What if Goff comes in and plays well, you know, and and what if you were a, a Kenny Galladay away from making a few more plays here and there? I mean, look at look at last year, right? They lose the opener because DeAndre Swift can't hold on to an easy pass. Um, that changes kind of the tenure, the tenor of the season. Um, lots of little plays like that. It may come down to. So I think that I think that I believe a little bit more in Goff than people are maybe giving him credit for believing in, you know, like, and I know Stafford's a much better quarterback level up, a level up one pro bowl and no playoff wins. And Goff has two pro bowls and he's been to a Super Bowl. but Goff is horrible. I know he's much worse than Stafford. Yeah. Stafford was MVP of the pro bowl. Do you not remember that Carlos? I'm MVP right. I'm sorry. Pro bowl. Come on. MVP of the Pro Bowl and Dave Burkett's heart. Yes, I know. Half season, half season MVP. Come on. Half season MVP. You and you and Schrager. Right. Um, so I just don't think the offense will be as bad as as we think, which is why I'm kind of bummed about Galladay because I think that would have continued. I think the offense would have had a chance, a better chance to to move forward. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know. I think who knows if the pressure's off, if nobody's thinking, you know, that they're and the division's not great. You know, other than the Packers and division, you know, the Vikings should take us. Come on, Andy Dalton. You're not buying Andy Dalton in Chicago, huh? Is it is it Andy Dalton? Are they still going after Russell, and are they going after anybody else, or is that it? 
I mean, it sounds just from the reports like that Russell thing is dead, but you know, you're uh, Andy Dalton, right? Andy Dalton is leading the bears to greatness. Right. Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton and Matthew Stafford are the same player. So you know what? It's probably best that the bears didn't get to pull off that Russell Wilson trade because everyone's probably going to get fired there next year. And so the next GM, at least then they'll go through what the lions are going through where they'll trade off all their parts and they'll, you know, you know, be able to start anew and have a high draft pick and and have all their picks. So that way they can go out and and get their quarterback. And, you know, and then we'll see it's, it's the lions and the bears and who can build the fastest and the strongest team to maybe take over for when Aaron Rodgers retires, except Jordan love then becomes the next in that long lineage of great Packers quarterbacks from Brett Favre (laughs) to Aaron Rodgers to Jordan love. And then the Packers continue their dominance for another 15 years. Yeah. I, 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 I don't see the Bears regime making it, you know, to the end of the season this year. So, um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be tough for them. Um, and I don't know about the Vikings. I mean, I think one down year rebuilding that defense. Zimmer's uh, a pretty good coach. He probably has some plans. But uh, yeah, there. That's that's in the next couple of years. You know, this division is going to change quite a bit with with Rogers' age and everything. And um, so. Yeah, maybe it's maybe the timing would work. Can you imagine that the timing actually worked where Trey Lance comes in and leads the Lions to an NFC North crown in two years with with a showdown against Aaron Love in Green Bay, David Ketz there in, in, in Lambeau Field uh, covering it all. Uh, honestly, that's one of the reasons I think uh, that, you know, people should have some optimism. And again, it's just optimism. We don't know how this is going to play out. But for the Lions rebuild, because the time frame sort of matches up with when you can see Green Bay finally taking a step back, you know, and I I was talking to somebody about this before somebody that was in the AFC East and they said, you know, we had some pretty good teams over the years, but you know, when you have Tom Brady for 20 years playing in your division, you're just not going to win much, you know, And, and that's really what the Lions have been in for 30 years where they've had a hall of fame quarterback, you know, one of the, you know, five or 10 best to do it you know, in, in Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers back to back for three decades. And so no matter what the Lions put together, they were always running up against that. And that's not excusing any of the, I mean, look, the Lions have made so many mistakes over the years, right? That's not excusing anything that they, they have or haven't done, but that's just the reality of it is that Green Bay has been a force for the better part of three decades. And finally, maybe there's a window of opportunity for somebody else to sneak in if they don't have the quarterback thing right when Aaron Rodgers finally is done. And so that's, uh, I like what the Lions have done so far in, you know, this rebuild, you know, how they've set themselves up with the extra draft picks and they're taking care of all their, you know, their, their cap space now, right. They're, they're going to have 40 million in dead money and they're getting, getting it all out of the way. So that way they can have a clean slate going forward. And, you know, so I, I like what they're doing, but at the end of the day, it still is going to come down to having the right person at the quarterback spot. And that's why, whether it's golf and they really do believe in him, we'll see whether it's a, a draft pick at number seven, whether it's next year going to get that guy, that's still the most important thing that, that this regime needs to do is nail that quarterback position. And that's why to me, all eyes are still on that this offseason. Jared Goff, the draft, nothing that's happening in free agency this week really matters. It's still about Jared Goff. It's still about the quarterback, whoever they do or don't take at seven, and whether that that guy is the the player, the quarterback for this team for the future. And let's not forget something else too, right? The the Bears still need a quarterback because Dalton is not the long term solution there. 
And the Vikings are going to need a quarterback because Kirk Cousins just is not cutting it there. So you've got, you've got three teams that, you know, and maybe the, the Packers, depending on what happens with love and, and all that, you know, I mean, they're the, 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 the future of quarterback in the division is unsettled past this year. You don't know what's going to happen. So um, yeah, if they can, if, if this might be the year, if, if Brad Holmes is convinced, if they're, he's supposedly pretty good at judging quarterbacks, um, they might need to, they might need to, the, you know, speed up the clock a little bit and pick their guy at seven this year while they can get them. Cause you can just see them. You can just see them missing out on the, the bears beat and trade up or some, of course they would get some bad quarterback. They wouldn't trade up to get the right guy, but um, you know, so the Vikings sneaking in ahead of them, whatever it is. Um, and it's funny, right? Have we, have, how long it, it, the weird thing is it's just weird how Rogers and Favre have been these rocks for whatever it is now, 20 plus years. And meanwhile, you know, the bears have run through all these quarterbacks. The Vikings have run through all these quarterbacks you know, the Lions kept the quarterback, but the wrong quarterback for too long. You know, they should have gone through way more quarterbacks than this. You know, like uh, there's only been, you know, the Packers have been this weird anomaly in the division. And even if you compare them right to the Saints and the Patriots, whatever, you know, two back to back first ballot, you know, Hall of Fame uh, quarterbacks is crazy. It really is. I mean, it's it's a special thing that they've done there. And and I think it, it's easy to overlook because of the, you know, because of all the mistakes that people have made in, in Detroit, that it's easy for fans to overlook uh, how just how how special what Green Bay has built there the last three decades is. But, you know, we'll see. We'll, we'll find out before long, I guess, here uh, exactly what the, the Lions are going to do. Mock draft 2.0 probably coming out next week. Now that the first wave of free agency is just about over, we'll wait and see if there's a few more. Uh, you know, signings made by the Lions. Carlos, you got the floor. Go ahead. Trades? Do we have trades in this? We'll probably wait to mock draft 3.0 for trades. Uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. We might we might have to do it. I, you know, I, I think I'd like to set the board first, right? See who needs what. And, and, you know, that's sort of my exercise, right? We'll go through that. And then the mock draft three, maybe we'll we'll sneak some trades in there. So we'll see. Well, you know, we'll, uh, maybe I'll get crafty and, and, you know, get a little crazy and, you know. I don't know. Well, but uh, right now I'm thinking probably wait a little bit on trades, but Hey, you know, who knows Trey Lance could it be him for the second straight week. Is he going in, in uh, the first six picks this time? You have to tune into freak.com next week and, uh, and find out $39 special subscription. Subscribe right now that, that $39 for the year. It ends uh, today. I think, right. Hopefully this video posts on Wednesday. I think it ends Wednesday at midnight. Get you it can in check now. out to Carlos Menares at freepress.com. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. So, all right, let's leave it there. Um, Lions, I'm sure we'll have more moves coming up. Uh, we got another, uh, let's just leave you with this. The Cincinnati Bengals also offering Kenny Galladay a contract. So Kenny Galladay, all of a sudden, a man in demand. New York Giants visit coming up. Cincinnati Bengals have an offer on the table. Does he want to play with Daniel Jones? Does he want to play with Joe Burrow? Does he want to take the one-year deal and hit the market again? Does he want to play for a Matt Patricia disciple and uh, and Joe Judge? A lot going on with Kenny Galladay. We'll we'll continue to talk about this. Maybe we'll talk again, Carlos, after Jared Goff is introduced on Friday as the Detroit Lions quarterback. But let's leave it there for now. For Carlos Menares, I'm Dave Burkett, Freak.com.